0: In this episode, Alex Moore and Ryan Burkett, senior partners at Stratagon, sit down to talk about people development. More specifically, people development in the newly remote first world we're all now in. They share the tools and processes they use for supporting growth, aligning collaborators, and building teams that embrace diverse communication styles and preferences. What's your disk profile? And how do you identify and invest in high potential talent? Learn that and more with Agency Unfiltered. All right, guys, uh, welcome to Agency Unfiltered. Alex, Ryan, thanks for uh, joining us remotely today.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having us, absolutely.
0: Yeah, psyched to talk to you guys. Just real quick, where, um, where are we both dialing in from?
1: Uh, Ryan, I'm joining from the Charlotte office, and Alex, I'm from uh, I'm joining from
2: High Point, North Carolina.
0: Very cool, awesome guys. And so, uh, the topic at hand here, obviously, uh, not just Stratagon, but every every agency, every HubSpot partner, and honestly, probably every business is trying to 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 grapple with. And I hate to use this term because the new normal is so overused. But obviously, kind of this post COVID or COVID induced. Uh, world, we now live in. And so, uh, as we were talking, it sounds like you guys have a pretty intentional plan or process around people development uh, and what it means to help develop your team, develop your people, invest in your people in this, again, quote unquote, new normal. So, uh, maybe the best place to start, how does Stratagon think about supporting professional development and employee growth? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, one, I think you, if I were to step back, um, you know, coming into COVID, so let's just say pre-March of 2020, um, there's always been some intentional plans around just uh, employee development and appreciation for it. Uh, I would say that after about two to three months into the pandemic, uh, we obviously were 100% remote. And while we were um, systematically prepared for that, uh, we begin to notice, I just think, um, you know, different behaviors and let's just call it edge, right, from, um, I think, various members of the team that were just a core function of the the reality that we were living in. And um, after seeing that, it it was uh, just a really stark reminder that we needed to to double down on um, some type of programming that not only work to develop the employee, but also help to bridge the gap while we were in this this new normal. And I know there are a lot of agencies that were already, you know, set up to be remote. That that wasn't our reality. So um and that wasn't the expectation of the team, right? So we had to begin to look at things a little differently and begin to um, you know, begin to set up some some programming. So um so that I don't take the entire time and Mike, I'll happy to pass the mic to Ryan and have him talk specifically about the programming. But I think you start that with just identifying the fact that there's an opportunity for um, improvement.
1: Yeah, it probably proved to be um, a bit of a catalyst for us. It was something that we've discussed oftentimes. Uh, of course, um, with any agency who's growing, there's, there's oftentimes a realization that you have to prioritize where you're going to put emphasis. Um, COVID forced us to, to think about the way that we were engaging as, as part of our colleague set, um, even ourselves in the way that we're engaging. And so, therefore, we begin to put some intentionality towards it. So, um, yeah, we've, to Alex's point, spent time not just developing uh, a pathway for our colleagues to continue to grow in their um, industry and marketing expertise, but also in understanding themselves, their communication and style preferences, understanding some core foundational elements that we believe are just um, are important for business and business engagement. And we took advantage of the last several months to at least begin to plant some seeds and and to start, um, let's call it level one of, of understanding how to use that in business better.
0: So it sounds like it was something that was already identified as a need for you guys. And if anything, this uh, this COVID-induced remote world we now live in kind of exacerbated the need or expedited the timeline to, to figure it out, which I can imagine is, is something that a number, uh, a wide percentage of our partners at HubSpot, they all probably feel. Um, let's talk about communication styles for a moment, because you mentioned that Uh, it's normal for team members to have different communication styles and collaboration styles, et cetera, based on moving from uh, an agency that primarily worked in an office together. And now they had to adapt to this virtual remote uh, style. Um, What were the biggest challenges you saw around team alignment, collaboration, communication, et cetera? Uh, What were those big challenges and and how'd you triage?
1: So I'll start, I think, uh, I think physical proximity in the office allows you to, um, to alleviate the importance of understanding style preferences, right? That doesn't mean that they don't exist. That doesn't mean that we don't have challenges in how we communicate one with another. But the reality of it is if the core, if the people themselves are good people, they don't want to live in discord, right? Good people just want to be good to one another. And I think that our entire group right now is populated by people, although different and very varied in their interests as well as the way that they engage are just good people. So when you got a group of good people, we can disagree, Alex and I can disagree, but we can walk away from that that disagreement and know that we trust that we're good and want the best for one another and it's easy then to bridge beyond that. Especially if you're in person. If you're in person, you see them and it reminds you of all the things that aren't associated with the task, the activity, the engagement and Just if nothing else, you will, physical proximity allows you to want to solve for whatever that discord is that is between us. That doesn't happen when you're remote. And a lot of our remote, uh, a lot of our our, um, agency colleagues have probably experienced that early on in their remote agency setup. For us, yeah, it's not like uh, things were always perfect, but at the end of the day, we always walked away, or at least the next morning, we're coming back wanting to work with one another because we believed in each other that's not the case when you're remote. And so for us, Kevin, it was, uh, there were a couple of instances that popped up, no major flames, but it was just a few simmering, uh, uh, simmering spots in the smoke pile. And we're like, nah, we need to figure out how to exhaust this as as best we can. So we had to prioritize that because we didn't know how long we were going to be in this environment. And even still, you know, it's proving important.
2: I was, I was going to say also, I think it's important to, um, to think about that, you know, we did do some big rock programming, so we talked about communication styles, so specifically we um, we engage DISC, you know, as a as an instrument, um, which is all about communication styles, but we've done MBTI or Myers-Briggs in the past as well. Um, I think what what the, this environment has pretty much almost, you know, forced us or maybe let's just say encouraged us to do is to re-engage that and begin to, to really weave that into the fabric of our, our day-to-day you know, operations and, and how we work. And it's interesting watching the team because, you know, now, if nothing else, I think things like this really help to um, get people to, to just think about their communication styles, right? And think about other people's communication styles, which if both people are thinking, you typically are going to get some magic. And that's what it's all about, right? Now, those are like really big rock things, but I think we'd be remiss to not speak about some of the small things that are there. And and, and sometimes I think we, um, as, as leadership may even... Not appreciate it, but this particular one, I even had a customer that texted me this morning say, "Hey, can you can you remind me of that thing that you told me? You know, we talked yesterday. And for us, like during our morning pull ups, we have a thing at the end of the pull up where one of them is about uh, getting tight on things like your skill sets. So we call it get tight. You know, and it's like tips and tricks and things that um, the team someone saw something in the news or it's just a, you know, a knowledge share. And then the other one is just about get loose, which is something that's totally relaxed and unrelated to work." And um, we've had a particular um, team member who has kind of taken that and, and, you know, he's given everything from movie tips for the weekend to, you know, what's happening in an entertainment world and news. And quite frankly, it's interesting because it's kind of cross-cultural too. There's things that I think everybody gets the opportunity to learn something that they wouldn't have normally been exposed to. Um, and it's just one of these other like just little things that in a remote environment kind of softens the day a little bit. Um, that's re- the last thing we do on the call is get loose so before people go on to their day. Um, even if it's a tough call, it really, really sets the mood for the rest of the day. Um, and those like little things um, in aggregate, they all add up and they really help to um, you know embody a work environment while remote that still um, has some stickiness, if you will.
0: I love that. And just to confirm, so get tight, get loose. Those are part of the roll-ups and are those are those activities that happen daily? For the most part. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Every day. That's a part of, as a part of our morning pull up.
0: That's great. So, I mean, it, it, it sounds like when we talk about communication, it's not always in the lens of work and delivery and output, but it's like you have to also try and find ways to have that more organic conversation, water cooler conversation that, that it's, it's going to be hard to replicate in remote, but it has to be intentional if you want to get close to it, which sounds like that's what that solves for.
1: Yeah, and we started out at the beginning of COVID, and and now it's a little bit less frequent, but we did start out with things like happy hour on Fridays, everyone was gathering for an hour, we'd we'd end the day early, Uh, don't tell our clients, but we'd end the day early, we'd all get together on Zoom, and we'd do all, all kinds of quizlets, we would play Among Us, just something completely random, if nothing else just to add back in some humanity to the work that we've been doing, right? Um, and we've, we're trying to figure out ways that we can continue to do ongoing community service in a virtual environment, and those types of things. Playing f- fantasy football, so on and so forth. Anything that helps to drive, bring us together beyond the task, beyond the project, beyond the campaign. Those are the things that we're trying to figure out how um, to not to replicate, not to replace, but quite honestly, to create a different mechanism in which to communicate and engage.
0: Well, I was going to ask you guys this, just I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but who has the better fantasy football team? Is it Alex or Ryan?
1: It's it, To be honest, if you look at our entire roster of all the teams, I think Alex and Ryan are at the bottom, both of us. I don't know who – I think I won last week, but I'm sure he'll get me the next time. It's been pretty bad. <laughs> look, we're, we're giving, them one seat, giving them one season, Kevin. We're giving them one season to win it, and then we'll come back and reclaim. Right, I
0: get it. Yeah, false sense of confidence and then – yeah, right. Um, let me go back to um, some of like the, the the bigger boulders, like the profiling tools that you guys use, the assessment tools. You mentioned Myers-Briggs. Uh, we use DISC at HubSpot as well. I'm an off-the-charts eye for those that are listening. I know you guys know DISC, but anybody listening, I'm, I'm like as eye as you can be. Um, but other than just identifying their, or like assessing their profile, their communication preferences, like besides having the label, how does that get weaved into other elements uh within the agency so once you have that that identifier for folks where and how does it get used from there
1: i'd say that's still being defined some with us we actually uh we didn't try it ourselves we went and brought in a consultant who continues to schedule both individual coaching time with some individuals as well as group sessions with with um parts and the whole right um I'd say that there have been some simple things, things that I've even seen some spotters do, like in Zoom sessions, identifying where they fit on the disc wheel um, within their naming, um, just so that you understand, I'm a D, right? And so... Now everyone knows where my preferences are and frankly understand the way that I'm communicating might be driven by just my style preferences, not driven by the fact that I'm just being aggressive that day, right? So um, I think people are starting to pay attention to that more, but I'd say that we're um, we're far from perfect on it. It does as leadership, I'll tell you, we have been very intentional within our leadership meetings of recognizing things that would have otherwise been attributed to someone personally and now saying, okay, let's back up for a second. What are what is that person's style? Where may they be where might they be missing what they need in order to be most effective, so on and so forth. So we've been more intentional about it um, as leadership. We're also asking our consultant to help us with things like desk desk side tools and such. Now they would be virtual tools, of course, but just to remind people of uh, the various style parameters, whether you're looking at the big four or you're looking at the sub-12, in reality, we haven't nailed it. What we do know is that we tried this before, and we did not put intentionality into into implementing it after the exercise, and it went away. So that's what we're being more focused on now, um, at least from a communication style standpoint.
0: Let me ask you guys this. Um, this feels like I'm moving away from the impact of going remote on communication collaboration. But I think the other side of the coin that we were talking about here is just programming as like for professional development and employee growth. And so I think when I say professional development and correct me if you guys disagree, but there's like two layers to it. It's it's program that caters to all. So something formal for the development of everybody. But then there's probably an additional layer for our high potential employees or folks we have earmarked for a high potential. And so I'd love to know if you guys agree with that sentiment. And maybe the best place to start is the programming you have in place for uh, professional development as a means for all. Yeah, certainly. Um,
2: I'll take the all one. Um, you know, for a good percentage of our agency, I'm trying to think if there's anyone that just doesn't pertain to, I don't think so. There's an element of leveraging the HubSpot ecosystem, right? from a a just professional development in terms of education, like the more technical side of what we do. Um, Once you have that, then, of course, you begin to layer on other types of skill sets that we do across the board. Um, And going back to spot a little bit, I mean, there is obviously certification requirements, and we do all types of team competitions and challenges and all that kind of stuff, which, um, again, helps the camaraderie there. Um, this year, um, one of the things, you know, every year, you know, the agency just continues to grow and continue to mature and uh, you, you begin to find needs. And, and one of the needs that this year we really um, wanted to hone in on was project management across the board. Um, we definitely have people who have more project management in their job you know, responsibilities than others. But at some level, everyone in the agency, um, whether you're client facing or the work that you do impacts someone that is client facing, got to have some appreciation for just the the basic like blocking and tackling of managing a project Um, and the reality is is in some cases you you don't have that not everyone walking through the door even if they're a high skill in a certain subject matter area doesn't necessarily mean that they, they get that so that's an area that you know, not only did we begin to work on internally, but again, we went out, we went outside. So in this particular scenario, we went and worked with, um, with Wake Forest University and had them to develop a custom course just for us. And um, we essentially, you know, run our teams through that course. So um, this was like the inaugural one that we, we just finished. Um, so everyone is, you know, gone through that. Um, it was a multi-day course. Uh, obviously we did it remote just because of COVID in a non-COVID world. Uh, it, it'll be in person. And we have that that asset now that we can use as a part of onboarding for new employees to really, you know, get and understand, you know, some of these core tenants to, you know, solid project management. And we're not looking for them to be PMI certified or anything like that. You know, it's, it's project management for the working account manager or for the working digital specialist, for example, or, or the writer, whatever it may be. Um, so that was a really, um, quite frankly, big investment um, this year um, as part of, you know this kind of more broad, uh, broad programming. So those are those are two more recent examples that we've engaged in that we feel really good about, and the team has really uh, enjoyed them as well.
1: Yeah. The other thing I'd add to that is, look, I think we're we're at that size where we will be more intentional over time, Kevin, and in, in focusing on um, on the resources that we believe could be high potential and high growth individuals. We have been more focused over the course of our lineage thus far in trying our best to force everyone into the mindset that they, too, can be a high potential, uh, high growth uh, colleague. So I say all that to say some of this is really around the mantra around our, our manifesto which is, one, we're going to push everybody in our entire organization to not be focused on just their function, but more importantly, to be an expert in whatever they're discussing, or whatever they're talking to. And you got to get to a certain extent, you got to be a certain personality to be comfortable in this kind of environment because we look for everyone to be a champion or a challenger, and, um, and it doesn't matter what the topic is. It could be a topic area that I've... Of, is of my focus and if someone else who just started last week believes that they have an opinion or have uh, research that they feel makes sense to discuss then i'm all ears i feel like i can grow from my colleagues just like they can grow from alex myself and the other members of the leadership team so just beginning to um, create the environment and almost force everyone to get comfortable in in um, the expertise that they demonstrate on a daily basis It cuts out the hierarchy. We're very flat from an organizational standpoint, but also it is getting everyone tuned up to be prepared at any given instance to be a subject matter expert on whatever the topic is. And so we operate that way day to day. So I'd like to believe that everyone on our team is is. not only a high growth potential individual, but also feels as though they're an expert depending on the scenario that they're in and the topic that they're in. We do give them opportunities to explore outside of what their function would be. Um, and so that's a good thing that has helped us from the perspective of mapping individuals when it's time to, to shift um, the org. The other thing that we've done is ex- expanded on our human resource commitment this year. Um, so a member of our leadership team has been increasing training and taking on a, a greater scope for people development, um, which I think was appropriate when you hit about that 20 mark, which is where we're at now. We'll be creeping over 20 in the next couple of weeks. It's, um, it's pretty important that we begin to plant the seeds so that we can have a conversation about, about high growth potential individuals in the future. But right now we got to keep them all on.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, I, very fair. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um. I know we're, we're coming up on time, guys. Just one one other question before we wrap. Uh, I think over the course of this conversation, you've mentioned bringing in uh, outside folks. I think we talked about behavioral consultants or folks to help with communication styling and preference mapping. And then obviously we had the example with Wake Forest. Is there just a quick decision tree or any insight you could help if, uh, obviously you've mentioned that requires a significant bit of investment so when do you know that is the right call to make uh when and how to seek uh, outside support for some of these functions you know what i mean Hmm.
2: well i I don't know i guess one we're we're quick to bring in someone that's an expert right it's it's kind of like uh you know, if, I, if I've got to go to the doctor, I want to go to like the doctor, you know, right? <laughs> I don't just want to... You don't want to
0: self-diagnose on WebMD or something. I don't yeah, I don't, right, yeah right,
2: exactly. Right. I was trying to think the website, WebMD or YouTube or whatever it may be, um, the doctor. Um, luckily, um, in, in all these scenarios, Ryan and I and others on the leadership team, we, you know, we've we all got a pretty broad network of folks that we've come across in our past and whether that's from retirement time in corporate or just community involvement and the like. So um, I think by and large, you know, uh, most people are probably a phone call away in terms of finding someone who, who you know, really does bring you know, core skill sets in a certain area. And that was definitely the case in, in both of these. Um, in terms of like, when do you know uh, it's time for investment? I mean, for us, the need really happened because of the numbers around the table. Um, and as you continue to grow, like inevitably you're just going to have you know, different types of personalities and skill sets around the table that are going to necessitate development. And and then I also believe that, look, if you pay enough recruiters and you go through turnover, and we've been very fortunate that by and large as an agency throughout our lifetime have not had mass turnover. But once you do, you realize it's really costly. So when you start really weighing the cost of bringing in a new employee, training and development, hiring, firing, all of that, that total cost is high. So, um, as the, game, the going, or I guess the saying goes, uh, in marriage, some people say you know it's cheaper to keep them. Whether it's the the whoever it is on either side of that, right? In general, generally speaking, um, we want to invest in in those people, and it is we find I think it's much um, less costly, not only on the financial side, but also the impact to the client. If we, you know, if you've got a good team and you've hired well, then you should go ahead and invest to keep. Because otherwise, you're going to spend that anyway in something else. So for us, the right time came because of the, the volume of, of the team, as well as knowing the, the, the general cost of turnover. Um, so it's much uh, it's a worthy investment.
1: Yeah, there certainly are topics that we uh, we iterate on more than we execute on, right? Uh, so like the project management example. Um, We have tried it with bringing on project managers. We've tried to increase focus within pockets. Um, We talked about it enough that we realized we had to have a more permanent solution, right? So that was a natural, it was a fairly easy decision to make. To Alex's point, we started having um, conversations around around, um, behavioral assessments and personality styling. Uh, We did some of that early on um, when we were a smaller team we realized we didn't put enough focus on the post-exercise implementation. So when we started to go through some of the challenges of COVID, we knew that that was uh, a a ripe time for it. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to just to Alex's point is it it is a very um, important lever to pull if it is going to help to maintain not only um, keep your turnover low, but it's going to help to keep your VOC and your MPS high. You got to do it. You got to make that investment. And that's that's oftentimes what we're using as a deciding factor.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Ryan and Alex, one last question for you both. Um, we wrap every episode with this, so we ask every guest, what would you say is the strangest part of agency life?
1: I'd say the uh, the toughest thing for me to adjust to is... Many, many, many years ago when it was 60-hour weeks, um, I was longing for a time that we would have uh, a team around us and be able to regress from that. And the strange thing is I have no interest in going back to that. Um, sorry, I have no interest in deviating from that. I want to be there. Like, I, I still find it strange that this far in um, I wake up and look forward to doing it again every day. So I feel incredibly blessed by that.
2: I don't know if it's strange or weird, but um, I'd say I'm probably humbled by as much as you think, you know, you realize every day how much you don't, Um, you know, um, I think if everybody wakes up and will embody that, you know, kind of ideology uh i think the world would be a better place but it definitely is humbling every day you know there's something new it's like why well, i just didn't know that yesterday <laughs> so but we have a saying around here that that's okay just don't learn twice we like to learn that's once That's a good around.
0: way to think about it that's a good way to think about it yeah i like that's that. right
1: there's a cost for education you don't want to pay that bill twice that's for sure
0: so true well guys we're out of time um thanks so much for dialing in for joining in uh, it's been super helpful, super insightful. So I appreciate you both uh, for joining us today. Very
1: good. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. It's great talking to you.
0: All right, guys. Uh, this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered.